So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the drag strip of Formula One podcasts. I'm wearing a dress and I'm very wet. (laughs) Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, a podcast so erratic that Stroll was a presenter for about a minute. But not long enough to be officially a presenter. He wasn't a presenter when the minute changed. That's right. And that means he didn't count. Yeah. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the Bottas farewell tour of F1 podcasts. wonder what it's like being in your last year of F1. We should ask him. Welcome to, for F1's sake, the Gasly farewell tour of F1 podcasts. Is it going to be the farewell? I wonder if he's going to be the next Kvyat. Gasly's gone. Oh. Gasly's going to Formula E. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the French Grand Prix of F1 podcasts. We could f- take an exciting race and make yeah. it boring. <laughs> Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the sore throat of F1 podcasts. Is that what they said? A sore throat? He, said, like, he said he had a sore throat, but apparently it was a lot more so serious. He had so much more that. than a sore throat. Yeah, yeah, I reckon yeah. it was coming out of both ends. Oh. I'm Chigrez, and today from the Union Tavern in West London, we are going to talk about the German Grand Prix, where it was very wet and a lot of people crashed. And we discovered that when it rains, it gets exciting because everyone forgets how to drive. That is all to come. Joining me is a motoring journalist who has rather achy legs. It is Phil Troman. Let me guess. Hello, everyone. You've been cycling. I have been cycling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. Uh, I did ride you, London. You love a cycle, then. You a rode road, London. I rode London. Yeah, how was it? It was good. It was a hundred miles. Mm. It was bizarre because it was closed road sporty. So if anyone doesn't know, it's basically the, the like the equivalent of the marathon, but for cycling. Yeah, but cheating is easier. Yeah, using a bike, but it is longer. Uh, and they closed all the roads, so you don't have to contend with idiot uh, idiot drivers like also me. So they shut off all the roads, and I was very much looking forward to riding through London and seeing the landmarks and stuff. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. What I didn't expect and really enjoyed is that part of the route is like dual carriageways and like three-lane motorways going through London. Yeah, yeah, they build them especially for the weekend. <laughs> exactly, it's amazing. Us Londoners hate Which that. were all closed <laughs> off, so we were all sailing down. There's traffic gridlocked on the other side we're sailing down three lane motorways of on our bicycles at like 40 kilometers an hour it was really good of Had a great all time. landmarks phil all the landmarks that is what yeah oh, i've seen the landmarks. i've been to london lots i've seen the landmarks. what did you see uh i saw the a12 yeah did all right great well done and alongside him is a man who has a cover on his ipad now a slow couple of weeks yeah not much <laughs> has happened i last spoke about this ipad and the cat scratch I was at work, got the new cover delivered, the new screen protector. They come with two in the box because they're notoriously hard to put on, these special screen protectors. These are the kind of things you sort of smooth over the screen. Smooth over the top. You've got to kind of take one layer off, put some tabs on. It's all very complicated. And I'm at work, bear in mind. So, you know, I'm in a clean environment of... The BBC. The BBC. Everything's sterile. Everything's sterile. Especially the output. (laughs) And um, put the whole thing across. Very happy with my work. Turn the iPad on, and there's a big kind of weird like area in the middle of the screen protector. Lift it up. It's a fucking cat hair under there. <laughs> <laughs> Wankers. Anyway, Chica, what have you been up to? 
I am trying to think. I love that I've you're literally anything. looking at your diary to see what you've been up to. It's been like I a month since we recorded. Well, shall we? Shall we look at your diary and no, tell you what you've been no, up to? No, because it's weird stuff. Like I don't. Really... You went to Joanna's party. Yeah. How was Joanna's party? Latitude. Um, yeah. Went you went to Latitude. to Latitude. I mean, that's the thing. Oh, it was so middle class, and there was no food under like a tenner. But was it all artisan? Oh, it was so artisan. It's basically like a Nazi rally. Like there's just blonde Absolutely. children everywhere. I know, right? Uh, right, so we're going to mix things up a bit by dropping in some of your listeners' comments in with the team discussion. But before we do that, some general observations that have been made by you on Facebook about the rather alarming rise in quality that we have had in F1 recently. Tim Ecott says, How much has the nation's productivity been damaged by the missed Sunday afternoon snoozers recently? We like an exciting race every now and again, but F1 is mainly about Sunday afternoon slumber. And Tristan Clayton agrees and says, bring back processional racing. It's certainly true you can get less done on a Sunday when the race is good. But I would also argue that no one's watching it because it's behind a paywall. Kids don't just have Formula One on these days because it's unless they're on YouTube. Although the YouTube highlights are quite good, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you can watch so, it in seven minutes. The hardest thing is, if you love Formula One, you like to moan about it. That's basically why we're here. It's, that's the entire background to this podcast. Yeah, it gets hard to moan when it's been consistently good. So F- fingers crossed Italy will be shite. The benchmark <laughs> of Formula One should be absolute dirge. Because then when you get the occasional great race, it's amazing. It's like, you know, it's been dull, 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 dull. Oh, Richard, this is brilliant. But now we've had four stone-cold bangers in a row, which now I think about it is not a good turn of phrase because if my sausages were cold, I'd be disappointed. But we've had four good races in a row, or three. Are we supposed to be mentioning hungry? I don't know. We've had some good races in a row. Don't mention kind of, hungry. <laughs> it's lessening the impact. Now, now if, if the default becomes all the races are great, well, that's, that's not a thing. In other news... For far too long, F1 has developed a reputation for abandoning classic races in favour of very dubious ones in countries where human rights merely indicates which hand you'll have cut off if you transgress their laws. Which brings us very nicely to the latest proposed new race in Saudi Arabia. Talks between the Kingdom and F1 about a potential race are apparently in full flow and sources say the teams have been asked their opinion. The time suggests a race could happen as soon as 2021. So let's get the tickets booked, yeah? I mean, it's almost... If you had to if you had to pick a country where human rights is at its worst, apart from North Korea, you'd probably say Saudi Arabia, wouldn't you? Is there anything yeah. worse than that at the moment? Unless you could somehow do a special race in Nazi Germany. Women actually now can drive in yeah. Saudi Arabia. I mean, they're so progressive. So, so progressive. You know, maybe as of they'll last be week, in the race. As of last week, they can travel without permission of their uh, of their it's male guardians as well. It's amazing. So that's good news. So, I mean... Might move there. You know, I'm, I'm very friendly to the Middle East as a whole. I lived there for a long time. Chica, when I've you're... I've been at, to Saudi Arabia. I don't want to see a race in Saudi Arabia. When you were at Latitude, did you yeah. use a sheepie? A sheepy? No, but I love them. Okay, I reckon they should sponsor the W series. You might have to explain for the listeners what a sheepy is. Me? Yep. Well, maybe you should ask me. Chica, what's a sheepy? I a think sheepy I can handle this. <laughs> a sheepy. Basically, a cardboard uh, shoot. It's a. It's a. <laughs> you put up your chuff. No, it's a, it's not cardboard. It's 
plasticky, plasticky cardboard, <laughs> so and cardboard. then you piss into it like a sort of fake penis. So it's what like do you piss into real penises. What? Because I piss into a penis. So, no, isn't so? It's <laughs> so you can stand up and have a piss without at festivals without having to squat over and looking down at a load of you know other people's shit instead you can stand up put your fake penis on have a piss and then throw yeah. your penis away. And sorry, what's this got to do with the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix? They could sponsor it. <laughs> they could. I thought human rights. Women can now drive and pee standing up. That would be a good Ooh. way to rebrand Saudi Arabia. <laughs> we now let women pee standing up and drive. As far as I'm aware, Saudi still requires women to be fully covered at all times. So it's difficult, even with a sheepy. It would just be a little bump. Clearance. It would just be a little bump in the cloth. I think we've got that covered. That did not go where I thought it was going to. <laughs> in other race venue, in other race venue news, it looks like Mexico and Spain will be both be sticking around on the calendar for a while, as the organizer of the Mexico race is expected to announce a new three-year contract later this week, and the Catalan government has approved an extension of the Spanish Grand Prix contract at Barcelona, which will probably mean it's staying too. With Silverstone confirmed and Italy too, it looks like Germany could be the one to fall off the calendar in the future. Now, after the latest race, is this good news? I'm not sure it was specifically Hockenheim that made this a good race. It, it was, was the, the rain, rain. The rain. And the presence of the drag strip on the outside of the track. Well, they can put a drag strip on any race. Yeah, they could. Or just shiny stuff. So they could just. I'm, every race should have a different shiny thing on the edge. Well, One I'm race sure, is gold. I'm sure. Another race is just an oil slick. I'm Another sure we'll get to that later, but there's sexual lubricant. Sexual lubricant. That's what they call it in boots. Uh, another race it would be Flavio Briatore. He's, he's slippery. Oh, Just him lying on the track. rubbing his thong all over the place. Oh, nasty. I'm not particularly wedded to Hockenheim, if I'm honest. Or, frankly, the revised non-Nordschleife Nürburgring. No. No one is. You know, Germany's got a long history in Formula One, but it doesn't have any particular brilliant tracks. We've had a lot of dull races in Germany, and it was only the fact that it pissed it down this year that it made it exciting. So, would you want it to go back to the old Nürburgring? Yes, I think that would be amazing, but it'll never happen. Right. Then it would be that. incredible, but it would never happen. But can you imagine if it did? How long is the Nürburgring again? It's like or oh, 13 miles or something oh I imagine and it's uh, having driven it it's fucking terrifying it's really hard to learn and remember as well so I like the idea of Formula 1 cars that can do 200 and something miles an hour and they're not entirely sure where the track goes brilliant bring it on although it's very hard to overtake so shit so Spain's coming back I mean it's shit and everyone thought oh that's an easy loss because no one it? cares when did we have it last this year this year yeah yeah but they said it was going to be the last Barcelona. one now they've said there might po- be one as more as in podium by which means our t-shirts oh. are relevant again phew no more redesigns needed great <laughs> so that one where I'll we had stop that redesign that yeah, I'm right yeah. in the middle of right now the one we heard Barcelona <laughs> crossed out and uh, is it Vietnam written underneath don't need it Saudi anymore. Arabia <laughs> <laughs> and you know Mexico yeah it's alright we've got the stadium thing going on it's fine, it's not got that good. Did they have the hats last time? The sombreros? Yeah. That was the first year, because they had the big American Stetsons, and then in Mexico they I'm had the sombreros. I'm still disappointed that they didn't carry that on, but... Yeah. Yeah, never mind. But that 
presumably means that we could be faced with 22 races next year or the year after. Which means we could be faced with 22 podcasts yeah, plus the pre-season. 22 states of F1 and 22 different themes for the standings. The, so we're on 25 podcasts, which is basically every other week. Christ. This has got to stop. Yeah. We need like a A team and a B team. <laughs> the A team? Well, you know, you know they're saying the, that the, the oh, more like races... Doing, the more like races, NASCAR with the yeah, crew. Well, they're saying the more races there are, the more the staff of the teams are saying we're not going out to every race. Yeah. So you're going to need like a, an A team and a B team. So some do some races, some do the other. We're going to need that. I sound we're going to need three other people yeah. to present. Because uh, we're the ones that have been doing it for longest. We'll see how good the race is. And then it's a shit race. We'll like, ring up... Um, I've got a virus. Yeah, we'll, we'll ring up Trevor, Paul and... Christine. I mean, we've got a few reserves <laughs> on the books. And be like, you guys can do this week. Get them in full time. Or we phone in bomberlets to the circuits on race weekends. For legal what, the reasons, weekends, the for legal we, reasons we will not be phoning bomberlets into circuits. <laughs> good good point, then they won't expect us. <laughs> good, I like your thinking, Phil. I'm glad you're on board with my For legal reasons, I'm not on board. <laughs> Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at for everyone's sake. Find us on Facebook where we're for everyone's sake or email us at wrong at ffns.com. Thank you to the following listeners who have sent us feedback and beer. They are Anthony J. Waddy the Third. That is a name and a half. I presume Anthony is American because that seems to be a peculiarly American thing. Peculiarly. Peculiarly. Yeah. That's how they talk over there. Um, <laughs> like I mean, the thank queen. you, Anthony. That is Thanks, very Anthony. generous. Uh, and thank you to the previous two. Anthony J. Waddies as well. For making you the man you are today. Yep. Can a man be generous to a podcast? Super generous. Nice guy. M. Restaino. That must be Matthew Restaino, who has been listening since the very early days, always gets involved on uh, on Facebook. Be honest, Matthew, why is it taking you so long? But, I mean, thank you. But, I mean, it's uh, very, you know, it's very like presumptuous. It could have been Maria. It could, it could have been using a false name like Anthony J. Waddies. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Matthew, assuming it's you. But thank you, M, if it's not. Joseph Williams. Thank you, Joseph. That's a... Oh, there's not much we can say about that name. It's a good, solid name. Unknown for a team. Name. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Josephs. Aaron Dallas. <laughs> oh, named after the first half of the year. <laughs> also, Washington's main airport. Aaron? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Aaron International. <laughs> thank you, Aaron. Aaron. Wayne Murphy. Oh, I'd say that was one of my favourite names. Do you remember names. Murphy's Drink? That was uh, Murphy's Drink. Yeah, the, the beer. For a long time, that was marketed as like a, a an anti Guinness, and you can still oh, buy it in Ireland. Like the Murphys, I'm not bitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I quite like it. It's yeah, nice. you can't really get it anywhere that, now. I was going to say, is that still going around? You can get it in Ireland. Well, I'll tell you what is still around. Caffrey's. Yeah. Also, Wayne Murphy. also not a beer. Yeah, sorry, also, I, I used to really like Caffrey's, but, but also, oh, what I was going to say is, is Wayne Murphy Wayne Murphy's is still, still around, with us. And he's buying us beer, which is Thanks, like, you know. Wayne. Thank you, Wayne. Thomas Collins. Isn't that a cocktail? Stop trying to find drinks the Tom in Collins. people's names. No, Tom that's true. Collins is a cocktail, isn't it? So is Thomas it? Collins is almost a cocktail. Thomas, I presume you are buying us a cocktail. We'll... Can we get some Tom Collins in? Some Tom Collins in. Ask for Tom Collins. We'll probably still get what we what we asked for. Great. Thank you, Thomas. If you would like to join them and have your names read out and, and ridiculed, mocked, <laughs> please consider keeping us 
in beer throughout the year by taking out a voluntary monthly subscription. You don't have to say voluntary. voluntary. <laughs> As opposed to compulsory. It's implied. <laughs> I just want, it's implied I, it's just by the fact we're asking you... The fact you... that we bully people so much. No, people no, but... might think that it is compulsory. Yeah, the fact that you've downloaded this means you are actually obliged to buy us beer now. But we're going to give out a URL and it's not like you're going like, oh, tax credits. If you don't <laughs> if you don't fill in a form, you're going to lose your money. Like This is... You don't have to do this. <laughs> We're but, FF1S, but if you do, HMRC. Yeah, hmrc.gov <laughs> forward slash pint, pint, pint. <laughs> How can they voluntarily, allegedly? Just go to ff1s.com forward slash pint, pint, pint and fill in a small Facebook survey, which we will then use to harvest data from you and <laughs> wreck democracy. Time for the teams. We will start with Red Bull. Now, we have watched him drive in the dry. We've watched him drive in the heat. We've watched him drive through puberty. And now we've watched him drive in some of the worst race conditions in years. Max Verstappen proved to everyone that despite the arrival of the 2019 Ego, he is probably the second best driver on the grid. Do you agree? Yes. Yes. Wait, what? You agree? Yeah, look, I can't keep us up anymore. So the best <laughs> well, thing you are about going on a bit. <laughs> well, true. The best thing about Max Verstappen was when he had the raw talent, but couldn't keep it on the track because he was mm. an idiot. Now he's ironed out all the edges. He's one of the greatest drivers of all time. I'm sure he'll go down in history. All this kind of stuff, and it's boring. Well, he's this mi- is going to be boring now that you like him. We're going to you have to find somebody else to hate, and I'm sure that won't take long. But he's now a mature 21 year old with. 90-something Grand Prix under his belt. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> He's very good, isn't he? Fastest lap. He got a 360-degree spin in and yeah. still come He's, home. Well, he got first. style points for that, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. He got um, fastest ever pit stop on record. Yes. Not his fault. Fu- I mean, that's not really a, him, yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it's still good, though. 1.88 seconds. What's the point, that's though? That's very fast. What's the point? Of the pit stop. Well, I mean, he won. When so you've done something in 1.8 seconds, you technically haven't done it, have you? Do you have anything you do in 1.8 seconds? If you had a Wii and only took 1.8 seconds, yeah, you'd come out and be like, so much I don't think I went. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he came out going, I feel I still need to pit. If you and really in fact, pushed. he did do five pit stops, so maybe that's why. So you should take the average of pit stops <laughs> over the race weekend and then work out the quickest by some kind should of... Should we drop the HL and tell them that's how they should be doing it from now on? Yes. I don't. There's got to be a point, surely. It's like the hundred meters post Usain Bolt. There's got to be a point where you go. Nobody. It's not physically possible to do it quicker than that. I watched an old race the other day where they had uh, refueling, which some people inexplicably want back, and because of fire. Pit stops in refueling are hilarious <coughs> because the refueling took so much longer than the tire change. They just didn't bother doing the tires very quickly because the, like, the, the refueling would take like 13 seconds. They'd just be like, oh, no, no, is this going to change a tire? <laughs> oh, have you got, have you, yeah, softs. <laughs> yeah. Can you bring it? Yeah, no, no rush. <laughs> Here he is. He's having a cup of tea with you in a minute, yeah. mate. Don't worry about it. I mean, we'll get onto this in a minute, but um, obviously Mercedes offset that super quick pit stop. Yeah, fair well, play to Red Bull, fair play to Verstappen. He didn't smack it into a wall, which is better than the majority of the grid. He made Hamilton look ordinary. Hamilton's the one who normally thrives in a wet race, and Verstappen did him. His, but Gasly, as I say, his teammate, he started in fourth, retired good. two laps from the end by crashing into a Toro driver he was overtaking easily. 
by clipping Gasly. him like a bloody idiot. Good qualifying, though. Yeah. But, you know, that means nothing. But apparently he's doing good qualifying because he's copying Verstappen's setup. Yeah. You can't be trusted. Well, yeah, apparently he's working, though. It doesn't matter who got, he's copying. But he's got a new... Uh, there's a new race engineer this year for that car, which was supposed to be a new guy coming in, learning... What's his name? Bob Carroll G's. Okay. That's right. And <laughs> Spit the dog is a mechanic. <laughs> so you go, shall I chase Chad? Oh, shut up, Spit. Oh, and, um, <laughs> Welcome to the younger listeners. Yeah. So there's a new engineer who's going to come in and learn by being Ricardo's new race engineer, all the experience and stuff. And what they've actually done is got a new race engineer and a new driver. And it looks like they haven't got a fucking clue what they're doing. <laughs> he's, I reckon he's an experienced race engineer, just not in F1. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's not just like, they've not picked him off the street and gone, you. It's like jury service. <laughs> right, you're the race engineer. But it does kind of feel like there are two briefings in the morning and you've got Verstappen and his engineer doing a kind of nine-point plan of like what the race is going to be. And Gazzy and his engineer going, well, we've got crayons. <laughs> Just draw what you think you'd like to have. Verstappen and his engineer are like sort of minority report with like some sort of virtual <laughs> wall, dragging in strategies and, you know, I don't know, doing maths, whatever people do. But anyway, the point is, Gasly's shit. He'd better pull his finger out for the next race that we definitely haven't seen yet. Stop with this, Phil. Everyone knows that we've seen the Hungarian Grand Prix. No, no. Because we didn't record this. And we are about to record reasons. straight after this, we are going to record the Hungarian Grand Prix. So you can mention the Hungarian Grand Prix. Everyone listening has already seen the Hungarian Grand Prix. Is this Prix. like the Graham Norton Christmas special that they record in like September? It would be like the Graham Norton Christmas special if they filmed it in January and showed it after everyone had already had Christmas. And he spent the special pretending to not know what people got for Christmas, even though they knew what to get for Christmas. It's like that. I'm very confused. Ferrari! Vettel was impressive! Sort of. He went from last place on the grid to finishing in second whilst popping down to the pits five times. Now, I wasn't expecting that, but if you look at how he drove, it wasn't actually that impressive. Because his overtakes were all at once when he overtook a load of people while they were all driving together. He had, he had a tremendously good start, if I recall. He's, he sort of got six of those places by like the second corner. I don't know, I haven't seen this race. <laughs> <laughs> is that the, the um, And obviously he had a Ferrari, which is a very good car. But, I mean, fair play to him, he didn't, again, smack it into the wall, because when Leclerc went into the wall, I don't know about anybody else, I thought, oh, Vettel's been into the wall. Yeah, totally. And he you hadn't. know, a classic Formula 1 wet race is one where... You do well by not binning it into a wall. Yeah, and after and last lot, year. Yeah, and a lot of good drivers binned it into a wall. You know, mm. Stroll, we'll talk about it a bit, but nearly led a, like led a lap, I think. But he got on the podium a couple of years ago in a similar race because he didn't he bin, it, didn't into bin it into the wall. Yeah. So Leclerc, even Hamilton, you know, all these drivers, they binned it. Yeah, it's like they say, to finish second, second you have to finish. However, adorable Leclerc will be washing his mouth out after some foul language on the radio after he crashed down lap 28. Uh, but to be fair, he was in second place at the time. Bummer. His swearing was bleeped out, though. What do you reckon he said? Terry? <laughs> I don't know why you turn to me like I'm the swearer, but clearly he just said... I think you just beat all those out. Time and time again this year, he's come up against Max Verstappen and he's not quite pulled it off. 
and he was chasing down was he chasing down Verstappen at the time I can't remember now because it was ages ago but it always feels like there was a race where he crashed out there's another race where Verstappen overtook him this race where he was trying to hound Verstappen but crashed it's just like Leclerc is all this skill and excitement we talk about it feels like he keeps getting close to the radioactive force of Verstappen and yeah. been it but in terms of the track, James Kerr said every track should have an ultra-slippy drag strip. Oh, that's hard work. Ultra-slippy drag strip as a runoff area. Well, this was the thing that caught out Leclerc and many more. Yeah, it's great. I remember, do you remember seeing that in previous years? Never. I mean, maybe it only works when it's wet. I didn't even remember noticing it before. I didn't know there's a drag strip. So it's the last, the last corner before the straight. Yeah. There's a drag strip there, which under... I mean, I presume it's covered in rubber from dragsters launching down the track. Yeah, so and when it's the way, wet. The slippiest thing since... Flavio Briatore. Oh. I think it's great. And actually, we, t- we, we bemoan the fact they can just drive off tracks and have no penalty. No, they don't want gravel anymore because it ruins their paintwork. And can flip right? the car over. Ah, uh, whatever. You know, the Paul Ricard weird weird no, abrasive strips sandpaper doesn't strips, work yeah. and that's the thing so you think well actually abrasive is good because it slows the car down no what you want now more I think about it it's very dangerous what you want is something that once you go on it it speeds the car <laughs> up the things into the, the wall yeah, yeah. I, I'm genu- and somebody else said this on our Facebook page I'd be genuinely up for surrounding the entire track with this super slippy drag strip stuff and then a runoff area so that if you go off I mean you know the, everyone was bitching about it oh it's vaulted slippy it's like don't fucking go off then it, exactly. and this means that if you do go off you get punished and still maybe you don't flip over or crash into a wall but put or that everywhere it's Great. in you know like um, <laughs> shot put yes where they have that kind of they have a big grass area but it's got that kind of cone on the on the painted on the ground the distance the distance thing yes should be like that like a rainbow so the closest is is a slippy area next furthest out is a stripe of gravel yeah then they get a stripe of track but they land on that they're lucky they can just drive off then there's like you know balloons (laughs) then like a pond yeah a water feature (laughs) and the very last one is a 10 foot 10 foot drop This is all great ideas. Yeah, spice that race. I mean, I don't think they still haven't fi- finalised the 2021 regulations. So, <laughs> ten foot drops. Brilliant. Let's go. We decided to keep the cars the same, but there'll be a ten foot drop <laughs> around the track. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Braun. You've done it again. Mercedes. What a tragic weekend for Mercedes. Things were looking good with Hamilton in pole and Bottas in third. Then things got bad when there were strategy errors and then things got worse when both drivers messed up in the wet weather. But what is even worse than this, they had to sit there watching this happen, dressed up, looking like dicks in traditional German wear. It wasn't traditional German wear, was it? It was just old school racing wear. No, they had lederhosen. Like, did they? Toto Wolf had a kind of lederhosen thing on. Oh, did they look like dicks, all they right? Did oh, look no, like no, dicks. They did look like dicks, but I'm not so sure. So it was, was the, what anniversary? Is it 150 it was years? Like 125 years of Mercedes. Mercedes. Any sort of excuse to put on some hats. Yeah, so they, they did look like, oh, look, it looks won. a good word revival to it. We can won. do it as well. It could have been quite funny. Yeah. But when you fail, yeah. you just wander around. Oh, but to guys. be fair, who would have thought Mercedes could possibly fail in the modern era, especially to that level? I mean, because they did, because Hamilton had a virus. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah let's go into that. So <laughs> Hamilton was not well, and 
apparently, like loads of people criticising me for going, oh, I've been really sick, but apparently he didn't bring it up until somebody asked him because word had got around that he was a bit he was a bit under the weather. And he still well, managed to stick it on pole. They prepared Ocon to get in the car. Like, it was pretty serious. It was yeah, they pretty, called, like, apparently Ocon jumped on a plane like without any bags or something it was like oh my god it's my big opportunity to shine in a championship winning car and then oh, Hamilton just kind of you know Carried soldiered on. on through and stuck it on pole while you know, when he was interviewed after the coming out of the car he did not look good yeah exactly and you know what he didn't do well but what he you- did he did <laughs> crash and fuck his wing next to the pits which was embarrassing that's not Apart a very Hamilton crashing, move <laughs> he was doing quite well until then. He was in the lead and looking pretty good. Two cock-ups. He yeah. did really I mean, well. it was his race to lose, and he lost it. <laughs> yeah. But what was great is apparently... Did you hear what happened with the radio message? Which one? Because when he went into the pits and they didn't have a wing ready. Yeah. So he went... I'm coming into the pits. And they went... As the guy said... Confirmed... He went, my wing's fucked. <laughs> so he just basically went, my wing's fucked. He went, confirmed, as, as we got there. And I like, why didn't you tell us about the wing? And he's like, you said confirmed. I said oh about the no. wing. And then they had to go into the back, into it, the storage unit. And they're like, we haven't had to get a wing out for one of our, for a Hamilton for didn't years. did Hamilton say, was it something like 11 laps from the end? Didn't he say, uh, can I come in? Are you, I think Play he wanted to retire. Over. And they yeah, were like, um, because he was... Yeah, because yeah. it was all going wrong he was feeling rough which actually was the right call not to let him do that because then obviously he ended up in the points because well, what makes this race amazing is that Mercedes had a disaster Bottas didn't finish which I'm sure we get to Hamilton finished ninth. no Hamilton finished 11th 11th sorry says 9th so we didn't here. get points well but oh because there was the, the sound was both were, the oh, Alpha and Alpha yeah. were excluded of course it was so long ago but what was weird <laughs> is that after this disastrous race he extended his championship lead yeah. by like two points <laughs> it's yeah. like everyone else it is was a fucked. great weekend for Hamilton it's like he could have just got got out of the car taken a piss against the wall and just been like still winning <laughs> <laughs> what was quite funny is, is Mercedes have been so bulletproof in pretty much every respect this season and then this race, when they were, when they just for a second they took their foot off the gas and were like, oh, we'll wear some crazy new clothes. Oh, aren't we doing well? And it went spectacularly wrong in almost every respect. It was, I've never, I don't think I've seen a more shambolic pit stop than that. It was the opposite of. Do you remember when Red Bull years ago was sponsored by Star Wars when the new yes. film was coming out? And they dressed all the mechanics in like Stormtrooper because that was back when Red Bull were kind of a which was excellent a jokey kind of you know we'll finish in the points kind of thing and then I think that was the race they got a podium but it was kind of embarrassing because they were all like it was like cool on the podium Wasn't dressed as like cool Darth was Vader. dressed as Superman or yeah, something yeah something like that it was just embarrassing and it's just like oh this is awkward we we were dressing up because we thought you wouldn't be looking at us <laughs> and this is the opposite anyway idiots speaking of idiots should we talk about Bottas this was his chance wasn't it yeah this was the one where it's like right. You've absolutely, yeah, you've absolutely got a. This is your moment. If he gets 25 points, yeah, he's back in the shout for the championship. I mean, he's not, but yeah. But, you know, technically. Yeah. And what did he do? Fucking bend it. Like a fucking lemon as well. It, and trying to, trying to basically do exactly the same as Hamilton did. Had the same crash, but didn't come out of it as well. Um, Bless Yeah. No, terrible. Uh, I think now because now they've said that he could be replaced by Ocon. When well, did, no, when obviously did they that, say that, that happens. That, hasn't that happened, happened next week. Okay. In case. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we might as well talk about that now. No, we no, gonna, no, no, we're not. That oh, no, hasn't we can't. happened okay, yet. No, it hasn't happened yet. So, yeah, maybe maybe something will happen next week that we can talk about in regards to that. 
So in terms of listeners, uh, Vernon Moon has said, this will likely be the best episode of the Netflix F1 documentary for 2019. They were filming at Mercedes. Yeah, And it was the first time they'd been given access. So the whole of last year, Mercedes didn't give them access. All of this year, they were like, you know, you can come in at one point. I'll tell you what, it'd be a good one if you came for the German Grand Prix. Because oh, we're yeah. going to be... It's our 125th like, anniversary. Like, yeah, we, 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 you can come and see us brilliant. looking all kind of fancy and celebratory and this kind of thing. <laughs> and the Netflix cameras are there. <laughs> and it's a, so, and the weird thing is, like, if you're... I don't know what the overlap is of people who watch the Netflix documentary but don't know Formula One. I guess there's quite a few because Netflix push it. But to th- tell me the first thing they know of Mercedes is like, so what, Mercedes dressing lederhosen and a shit? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That's what we call them, yeah, yeah. It was um, apparently. What do, then the, the, what do you think the rights are? Do you think Mercedes? I'm sure Mercedes would have had some say and be like, no, no. No, way. I reckon. Appar- no. Apparently, Miss, uh, Hamilton has said he's going to refuse to let them show footage of him sick because he was properly sick. Apparently, whether they have footage of him, you know, ralphing into a bucket, I don't know. But apparently, he said, I'm not going to let them use that footage. I never realised that phrase came from Ralph Schumacher. <laughs> um, I don't know. That'd be great, wouldn't it? I think it'd be brilliant, but he's apparently said, no, I'm not going to let them use the footage. Well, then they could just put a caption up and then like a sound effect of... Or animation. Of him. (laughs) I can do it. I'll do a little motion graphic for them. (laughs) (laughs) Toro Rosso. So Germany was full of surprises. 25-year-old Russian literally just became a dad. Daniel Kvyat stepped up onto the podium. Baby night shifts followed by a Grand Prix next morning. What a hero. Albon got wet for his first time in F1. Did it for him and he came home in sixth. Toro Rosso's second podium ever and first since Vettel in 2008. How do you think they celebrated? I think they were just in shock. You go back to the garage and they're all just going... Silence. What? <laughs> I think they're probably quite disappointed because last time they got a podium it was a win. It was a win, all right. yeah. So yeah, I think they'd have probably been going... Uh, you know. They kind of lucked... I mean, they, didn't, no, they didn't luck into it. They, they had an inspired tire choice at the end but it did come at the expense of uh, Norris was doing well wasn't he? No Signs, someone else was doing well Stroll even, you know They've got a very good lineup. They did not bin it into the wall Yeah. and they got the right tyre changes which in a wet race is all that's important but who'd have thought Kvyat our jokey shitty driver of the year what? a few what? years ago Shitty no. driver of the year no, it was, it was no, overall driving. He never said he was shit. No. He's got a podium. I mean, Kvyat got the glory because he got the podium. But Albon, I thought, was also tremendous. Because as you said, Chica, he'd never driven a Formula One car in the wet before. He was great. No. And can you, can you imagine, even if you were a reasonable driver, suddenly been given a thousand horsepower, five million pound car and said, oh, by the way, it's pissing it down. Go out and, you know, race against the best drivers in the world, please. And, and to Grosjean. still do very well. And Grosjean. And to still, A, not been into a wall and get a pretty good result, I think he should be very, very pleased with himself. I'm, I'm pleased for him. Andy Thompson agrees, saying that album was his driver for the day, but he also said, who is going to be driving next to Verstappen next year at Red Bull, Kvyat or Albert? I don't know who typed this, but it's auto-corrected to Verstappen. That might be that might be the joke from Andy. <laughs> so one of your autocorrects is belied. I just copied and pasted porn. it. I copied and pasted so it, so that was, that was Andy. Oh, right. Andy's autocorrect. Andy either has a thing. <laughs> Just thinking about, how do he get a strap on in the shape of Max Verstappen? Oh, with the sort of weird so he's wide got face. quite a big head. 
be very <laughs> pleasing. <laughs> oh. um, in terms of his question about composition, oh, mm. um, oh, if they're going to replace him with either of them, it's going to be Kvyat. I don't think. I don't. Good as Alban is, he's not experienced enough. Kvyat will not go back to Red Bull. Full stop. I think he will. No. No. Why not? He would. To, no, no, no. He would. No, I mean, Red Bull would not. Well, who else? But who else have they got? I mean, Gasly's been disastrous. Kvyat has got a podium with they're Red Bull. They're going to buy the he bullet. He knows how to drive the bloody car. They're going to buy the bullet and get in a decent driver from out of the Red Bull stable next year. That's like, my top like two. Hockenberg. Hey, no. I Bottas. Ooh. Ricardo. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to happen. I mean, if Ocon doesn't get the sign-up from Mercedes, Mercedes he's, will release him. Do you him. think he would hang around and wait just to see if one no. more season? Do you think do you th- after this he's like... No, I think they've said you. Mercedes, Mercedes will release him. would release him? They've already said they would. Oh, OK. So... OK. I don't think it's necessarily going to be one of the Toro Rosso drivers next year. They okay. definitely won't be Kvyat. We will see. And I've never been wrong. Maybe we'll hear before Hungary. Racing point! So Perez was first out of the race after spinning on the second lap. Stroll was in the lead, that's right, for about five seconds. But the excitement was over when Kvyat overtook. Fourth is really good, despite the fact of the state of the rest of the field. Yeah, they well, were... Oh, I see. Come on, then. No, they did well. Didn't bin it into a wall. The team did well. The team did well, and Stroll did well not to bin it into a wall. But he was trundling around at the back until they threw a desperate throw of the dice and landed a double six yeah and but that's kind of what these the races lead. are about but that wasn't Stroll being brilliant that was the team that was a team effort no but and he fair play to them for it, that and again yes he didn't bin it also fair play to them they they pretty much called every tyre change wrong before that and ended up worse yeah no, but at the end true. they got lucky yeah no that's fair enough but to say that Stroll had a good race and if anything pushing it a bit Stroll's autobiography should be called he did. money can't buy me love <laughs> But it's brought me a Formula One drive, and once or twice I did okay because I didn't bin it into a wall. Be a fold out cover, is it? The autobiography <laughs> of Lance Stroll. Um, also, he got out of Q1 by using 15 sets of tyres. Yep. So, uh, well done him. That ruined that streak. Of, He's, was it 14 races in a row or something? That yeah. He now he has. He's done all right in a shit way. The racing point is doing okay because they've got some updates, but. Still, bit shit. McLaren, impressive. Sainz managed to run off the track in the middle of the race and still come home in fifth. Norris pissed off someone in the garage. He had to start at the back row because of a power unit penalty after changes to the battery pack. And then the motor generator unit had a problem. And then he had to retire due to loss of engine power. So the question we're all wondering, I say we, I, is who did he piss off and what did he do? Ron Dennis. Yeah, and some sort of meme. That's all Lando does, isn't it? Makes memes, makes cars. Makes fun all attractive to young people who can't watch it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, Norris had an off weekend, really, didn't he? But Sainz is doing well. He is. This was a pretty... I mean, he had a spin, but apart from that, he had a pretty solid, solid showing. Yeah. Sainz is doing well. McLaren's doing all right, but Sainz is actually well, but Sainz is actually very impressive. He was I think a bit, he could carry on doing well. Yeah, who knows what will happen at Hungary? <laughs> but he did, you know, he was a bit under Verstappen's shadow when they were at Toro Rosso. Verstappen got the big drive. He went to Renault, was a bit shit. 
then McLaren to fill in for Alonso temporarily and now he's well, he's matured a bit I don't think anyone's going to be talking about him in the same sentence as, as Verstappen or Hamilton or anything you like that you just did apart from to say that he's not as good as them still, still a if sentence. he can iron out you know if if that's um, I can't remember that that teammate that Hamilton had a couple of years ago has proved anything is if you focus enough on ironing out your inconsistencies you can make your lack of talent count hey yes. <laughs> hey has got double points which never happens it does but it's only happened once before the season their tweet saying double points bicep emoji didn't add that it was only because Alfa Romeo had got penalty points they could have done better if they weren't fighting amongst themselves who will get told off for that and who is the team favourite Grosjean Magnussen both of them neither of them I don't know Grosjean's not going to be there they next just year. keep crashing into each other I Why? mean, because they've got their little know. erections <laughs> and they're both just there going, I don't want to get out the way because then you'll think he's got a bigger penis. Are they erections or are they sheepies? I don't think sheepies are erections. I was going to say I that would make logistically... Urinating Yeah, because you can't wee with an erection. But then, well... Did you yeah. know that? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, yeah. True. it's really hard. Oh. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Where were we? Yeah, I mean, you know, they got points, but they fucking bashed into each other again. And Can you we with an erection? Just no, checking. Right, just checking. <laughs> I just said that as fact. Like, well, I can. Just but. one of those things where you go, you know, the way you wipe your ass. Are you an up or a down? What? Up. Up. <laughs> So, Haas is actually a big fucking problem because they're both using different specs of the same car. So, Grosjean is using the Melbourne spec, which is the spec from the start of the season, which has zero development work, and Magnussen is using the updated one that's had millions of pounds of development work, and they're both about fucking same. Well, wasn't it the case that they were testing them in practice, and they had one in one and one in the other, and then... It turned out that the new version, the one with all the all the updates, was a second and a half slower. But then the following day, it was quicker. Apparently and they hadn't changed anything, and they don't know why. Apparently it's the temperature. It's like it's so sensitive to temperature. How could it be that sensitive to temperature? So if it goes up a degree, it's just like, quick, swap cars. <laughs> it's a fucking disaster. It's, but, so, you basically, know. so basically, depending on the weather... They've either got a good or a terrible car. Yeah. It's all down to the temperature. I read a thing that said that the Pirelli engineers are confused by their car <laughs> because they're managing to blister the outside of the tyre, like overheat it, but the inside of the tyre is still cold. And that's like... That's amazing. Impossible. <laughs> it's like Schrodinger's car. Yeah, it's like the car, that shouldn't be possible, that you can generate heat. They've made one of the most incredible they've Formula 1 cars in Al- history. They've made it back to Alaska. <laughs> Williams! Williams got a point! Yeah. Which is really good for... Again, sorry. mainly <laughs> down to Alfa Romeo's penalties and so mainly. much other. Entirely down to Alfa Romeo's penalties and so much other weird shit went on in that race. I'm not sure whether or if we can get in any way excited about it. Well, you know what they didn't do? What? <laughs> they didn't bin it into the wall. They did that not bin true. it into the wall. I'm not just talking for me here. But anyone in this country listening who has to compile some kind of jokey standings every week just had their job made like one team and one driver harder. Yeah. <laughs> and it's already a struggle. Uh, but if you were put money on 
on which driver it was going to be. Kubica. Would you have put money on Kubica? I would have put money on I mean, Kubica. It's a great story. It's the, it's the fairy tale ending we were all hoping for. <laughs> yeah. My autobiography. I was a great driver, lost my arm in a car crash, then scored a point because of a technical infringement. Oh, <laughs> the team. Renault! Uh, a bad day for Renault. So neither finished, and they are now down to sixth place in the standings. Thought things couldn't get worse? Well, you are wrong. After a race weekend the team didn't <coughs> want people to remember, they made it unforgettable when the Renault F1 truck crashed on the motorway to Hungary. No, that hasn't happened oh, yet. Yeah, I sure hope that isn't my... <laughs> we haven't had time to They're talk about it in another Hungary. episode. God right now, as we record this, the truck is like just about to crash, but we don't know it's crashed yet. It's like a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> is the driver okay? Because I feel bad. I assume he's been released from hospital and that was going to be my we haven't had time to talk about for no, the next episode. No, because you can't but say that we haven't had time to talk about well, it. It hasn't happened. Well, hasn't you happened can't have yet. that if I can't maybe have it. He's, maybe he's regained it. Right what? now, he's just feeling a bit sleepy. Yeah. He I just did a sort this. of like big slide no, around the corner and then kept no, it. No, listen, shush. We don't, we're not recording this the minute after the race. We're recording this. A few days a few after, the race. after the race. A few days Which after race? the race. A few days after Germany. Right. And they're already on the way to Hungary. <laughs> Are they? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But be a before bit late. they crashed. Yeah. No, 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 no. And at this point on the way to Hungary, which hasn't happened yet, the Hang on, I'm just getting news in. Apparently <laughs> the truck's crashed on there the way to Hungary. Oh, <laughs> so now it is all awkward oh. because it's unforgettable because the Renault F1 truck has crashed on the motorway well, on the way to Hungary. Breaking was, news. Was Hulkenberg driving What have it? they done to deserve this? It was Hulkenberg, innit? There was a very real danger that Hulkenberg might have got on the podium for the first time in he was second. several hundred races he was second at one point and obviously he wasn't going to keep second there were other cars behind but all he had to do was not <laughs> not into the wall the, way, the, the, the wall. reason he didn't keep second was because there were other cars behind technical you know <laughs> you got enough Formula 1 to understand and um, <laughs> the thing is it was his fault I have no sympathy for him I, well, I have a little bit of sympathy no it sympathy. was his fault but he, he got out of the drag strip of peril and then was like, oh, I've gone off. But he had loads of space. I mean, he was miles away from the wall. And he was like, oh, I've gone off. I'll just, I'm just going to steer back on again. And he turned the wheel and absolutely nothing happened. And the front wheels locked up and he just kept going in the same direction. There he was like, oh, I've not got this. I'll bring it back. And no matter what he did, both axles were sliding. And so you're saying it's not his fault? No, it is his fault. It's entirely his fault. But I also feel a little bit of sympathy for him because I could easily, in normal circumstances, 99% of the time on any track, you go off like that, you do exactly what he did, mm. and you'd get it back and you'd be back on the track and it would just be like, well, slightly messed up that corner, but I'm going and I've lost half a second. Mm. But because he was on, you know, basically a slip and slide, what you would normally do didn't work. And he just sort of very slowly drove into a barrier and then to try and get out he appeared to give it absolutely full beans and drove sideways along the barrier spitting gravel out behind him and beached himself and that was the end of that deary me <laughs> poor Hulkenberg he will will he ever get a, uh, a podium no okay Robert Sim said he never had a real chance of keeping a podium yeah I mean I probably agree with that to be honest because yeah he was there but we always thought he was going to bin it into a wall or get overtaken no I was excited for him I thought he was going to do it <clears throat> well, but he, he let me down so should we talk about Ricardo? what happened to him I think his exhaust went didn't it I think his exhaust went that's what I remember Alfa Romeo 
traction control. Things were looking good until it turned out that they had deceptive clutches. Phil, could you explain this, please? Yes, in do, you know what, do you not want me to explain it? Uh, well, in, uh, actually, no, no, Phil can do it. No, 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 Terry, if you would like to explain it, please do. So, um, I was really hoping you'd override me there, Chica, because all I know is where you've I written a deceptive clutches. video on this. Oh, well, Chica, could you explain it? <laughs> um, well, actually, three minutes through the video, I was like, fuck this, this is boring ass, Phil. So, Wait, really? Phil. Phil. <laughs> yes. Essentially, what it boils down to is the fact that Alfa Romeo are filthy, filthy cheats. There we go, then. That's pretty good. They got disqualified because... Their clutches were too big. Too they, small. Yeah, let's go. Too long. Clutches too wide. Basically, it's, it's to do with the response of the throttle pedal. You've got to have a certain level of response in milliseconds. Because it's, a new theory test. it's sort yep. of like the sensitivity of the of the, of the of the accelerator. And they had an accelerator that wasn't sensitive enough, meaning that it was easy for them to put the accelerator down and then for them not to spin up their rear wheels. So it's not quite traction control, but it works a bit like traction control. It stops them losing traction as easily as cars that were legal. And they were way over the limits. And they basically had to hold their hands up and go, yep, sorry, I don't know how it happened, but And, and it's what happened. is happening to them? So they got so disqualified. Okay. Or no, actually, they didn't get disqualified. They, they got, got 30, second 30 penalty. seconds penalties, which dropped them out of... Uh, I think that's quite... In, in effect, gentle. in effect, it counts as a false start, I believe, in the race, for which they got drive-through penalties. But because they only found out after the race, they gave them 30-second penalties. Strauss them out of the points, promotes Williams, promotes Hamilton. Basically, I don't quite understand how they managed to fuck that up. Somebody's probably in a lot of trouble. Because, apart from that, they did all right. But aren't they kicking off about that? Well, I think they're, they're going appealing. to appeal. Because um, they, they said they would not take traction control, as I'm sure many of us wouldn't. Lying down. I mean, I don't know what that means. I don't know either. It wasn't really trash. But anyway, yeah, I think they're appealing as of right but now. We still haven't heard anything. No, maybe we will after Hungary. I don't know. Apparently, the results are in the truck that crashed. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is a shame they because right. they would have finished in the points. Yeah, but yeah, they were in a completely illegal cars, so academic. So we haven't got the standings this week. Well, why don't we wait until uh, for a couple of weeks when Hungary happens? Okay, so we're going to pack up the FF1S truck and we're going to drive to the Hungarian Grand Prix. Nothing can Phil, go wrong. Phil is in the driving seat. Choo-choo! Sports Social Podcast Network.